As women of faith, we are constantly searching for meaning and purpose in our lives. We strive to follow our path and maintain our faith through all of life's twists and turns. But what happens when the unexpected happens? When our plans are derailed, our goals shifted, and we find ourselves in the midst of challenges we never saw coming. In this episode, I share my recent trip to Italy where I discovered the true meaning of embracing life's unexpected challenges from delays, missed flights, layovers, even a trip to urgent care. My trip was filled with moments of frustration and disappointment. But in the midst of it all, I found moments of beauty and grace that taught me to let go of control and fully embrace living life in all of its messiness. As women of faith, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that our lives should be easy and trouble-free. But the truth is, it's through our struggles and challenges that we grow, learn, and become the women that God intends us to be. Join me on this journey as we explore how embracing life's unexpected challenges can help us live more fully and deepen our faith along the way. You are tuned in to the Women of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach Nancy Ruffin. The Women of Faith podcast is where today's woman comes to get her weekly dose of faith, inspiration, and encouragement. If you're ready to elevate your faith, skills, business, and life, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast, the podcast dedicated to empowering women of faith to step into their purpose, embrace their calling, and fearlessly pursue the life they were created for. I am your host, the one and only Nancy Ruffin, and I am passionate about sharing inspiring stories that will uplift and equip you to elevate your skills, business, and life. And my goal with this podcast is to make it your go-to resource for stories of triumph, guidance, and actionable insights. I believe that faith is the driving force behind everything, behind unleashing our full potential and creating a positive impact in the world around us. If we don't have faith in ourselves, if we don't have belief in something bigger than ourselves, then we don't have anything. So for me, faith is the driver for everything that we pursue, whether it's in our professional life, in our personal life, our dreams, our visions, our goals, you have to have faith. And so if you're a woman of faith, seeking inspiration and a supportive community, look no further. You have found your people and together we'll discover how to align our actions with our beliefs amplify our voices, and boldly live out our unique calling. So if this is what you have been looking for, you are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you are new here, thank you for tuning in and make sure that you subscribe 
so that you never miss our episodes when they drop. You will always be the first to know because you will get an alert in your inbox that says there is a new episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. We drop new episodes every Monday at midnight so that when you wake up Monday morning, it is fresh in your inbox, ready to help you start off your day and your week with inspiration. So if you have been following me, if you've been following my stories on Instagram, you know that I have recently returned from a two-week European vacation that turned out to, I guess, be everything that I wanted, but in the most unexpected ways. So much happened during that trip um, that really forced me to embrace the unexpected. Listen, I have been planning this vacation for over a year. My nephew, who turns 16 on September 10th, had said that he wanted the entire family to celebrate his sweet 16 in Italy. Now, we had to do it before his actual birthday because his sisters are both away at school. Um, The oldest um, was just dropped off this weekend back at Penn State. And then my middle niece will actually be attending her first year um, at the University of Tampa, and she flies out on Tuesday. So we had to get the trip in before they went back to school because they will not be here in September when he turns 16. In any case, we have been planning this trip for a year. We did it on our own. We did not use a travel agent or any of that. So there was a lot of research that went into deciding where we were going to go, what cities we were going to visit, what hotels we were going to stay at, what tours we were going to do. And I just have to give my sister and my bestie a huge shout out for all of their research because they did the research and all I had to do was book and pay. So it really relieved a lot of the nuances um, from me. Like I didn't have to do anything. And I think if I would have had to do all the research, I probably would not not have went um, just given the amount of other things that I am doing and responsible for. It's a lot. But I say all that to say that the trip itself exceeded every expectation that I had. Now, not to say that it was all smooth sailing, uh, because it was not. If you've been watching my stories, then you would see that I was enjoying myself. I absolutely enjoyed every moment, but every moment was an intentional decision and choice that I made to enjoy it. I'm going to start off with (laughs) letting you know a little bit about how my trip to Italy started. Um, And the title of this episode um, is Living La Dolce Vita. How my trip to Italy taught me to embrace life's unexpected turns and live life fully. And I really was intentional about that title because there were so many unexpected things that happened to me on this trip that were pivotal to how 
I chose to show up at the trip. It's really easy to have a good time when everything goes according to plan, right? But when things don't go according to plan, when there are hiccups along the road, when there are challenges that arise, what do we do in those moments? How do we choose to decide to show up, right? And so I wanted to talk about the parts of my trip that I didn't share on social media because I think that it's really important to drive this idea that I'm always talking about that we get to choose the kind of life that we want even when things don't turn out the way we've planned them or the way that we've expected them to. And so I'm going to start that everything up until the moment that we arrived at Newark Airport was flawless. It went out without a hitch. Um, We were able to pack. We packed small little um, luggages because we knew we were going to be traveling a lot once we got to Italy, going from city to city. Um, Everything fit, like the weight requirements for for boarding. Like it was so smooth. We, We got to the airport, you know, early enough. We were able to enjoy a meal before the flight took off. We boarded with no issues. Um, and I even thought like everything was running smoothly. Like we, we, we boarded on time, but then, you know, as it is with airlines and with flying, things don't always go according to plan. So our flight, though we were on the plane on time and it looked like we were scheduled to leave on time, we were delayed by an hour because it was taking longer than expected to load the luggage onto the aircraft. So we end up leaving an hour past our scheduled time. Now, we had a connecting flight the next morning in Belgium. We had taken an evening flight out of Newark because I figured if we leave in the evening, we could at least get some, I was hoping, I guess, positive thinking that we would be able to get some sleep, you know, on the plane. And then when we arrived in Belgium the next day, we would have to only take one hour, an hour flight, one hour connecting flight to Florence, which was our final destination. But because the flight in Newark was one hour delayed, we ended up missing our connecting flight in Belgium. And when I, we missed it, literally by five minutes. By the time we arrived to the gate at Belgium for our connecting flight, like the plane was still there. We actually looked at it. We waved. It was there. But since they had closed the doors of the aircraft, they could not let us or the other 19 passengers that were on the Newark flight scheduled for that connecting flight to board. So now we are stuck in Belgium trying to figure out what our next move is. So mind you, we're here struggling with the language um, because even though the um, employees at the ticket counter at the gate spoke English, they did very they did a very poor job at communicating to us what we needed to do other than telling us we had to go back to the United Airlines customer service desk and have them rebook us on another flight. Let me tell you that the airport in Belgium was huge. 
And we were probably at the last gate in the terminal that we were in. So we had to walk all through that into another terminal to get to this United Airlines ticket desk. We get there and the only other flight they have going out that day that can get us to Florence is a flight that leaves out of Frankfurt, Germany. So we would have had to travel to Frankfurt to then get a, another flight, a connecting flight to Florence. Okay, no biggie. We end up getting on booked on that flight. Lufthansa Airlines. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing the airline correctly. But it's L-U-F-T-H-A-N-S-A. I'm sure you've seen them in the airport, commercials. I know I have. Never in a million years would I have imagined myself taking a Lufthansa flight. So we got on the plane. And at Lufthansa, they don't allow me to carry on my luggage because they say it's too big. Even though I had carried it on on Newark to Belgium. It was really intentional because I knew that we had to do this connecting flight and I didn't want our luggage to get lost in the connecting of the flights. So I made sure that me and my entire family had small luggages that we would be able to carry on, you know, and place in the overhead bins. But no, on this flight now to Germany, they tell me that I have to check my bag in. Fine. At this point, I'm annoyed, I'm frustrated, but all I want to do is get to my destination and I was not in the mood to argue with these agents. So I let them check my bag in. We get to Germany an hour later. We had a couple of hours to spare. So we grab something to eat and then we walk to the gate of where we're supposed to get our connecting flight. Flight was supposed to leave at 4.20 p.m. Europe time, which would have made it 10 p.m. New Jersey time. So at this point, we have already been traveling for 24 hours, almost 24 hours, because remember, we had left 6 p.m. the night before. So we're sitting by the gate and it's 4... 10. I forgot what the time was. It was 4. No, we were supposed to leave at 4.50. And at 4.10, we were supposed to start boarding. So I'm looking at my watch. It's 4.10, but I don't see the agents getting people ready to board or any of that. At 4.10, I get an alert on my phone that says, your flight to Florence has been canceled. Okay, so now we are in Germany after missing our connecting flight in Belgium with a flight that now has been canceled. And so now I'm like really frustrated. My kids are super tired. We're all exhausted because we haven't really slept well. We've been traveling for 24 hours. And so now they tell us you have to go to the Lufthansa customer service and have them rebook you. The airport in Frankfurt is ginormous. It is so big that by the end of that day, when I checked how many steps I walked, that one day we had walked over 18,000 steps, all just from being in an airport. I was exhausted. 
we finally get to the customer service. There is a crazy long line because not everyone is trying to get rebooked so that they can get to Florence. At this point, I am tired. I am hungry. Super, super frustrated. Angry because my children are tired. I'm feeling like the worst mother in the world. Like just putting my children through this. And on top of all that, I started not to feel well. I have not been sick in over a year. I didn't even get sick over the winter. Now here I am getting ready to start my European vacation that I have been planning for a year and I feel like crap. Now I don't know if it was the stress of all of the things that were happening during that short amount of time, but I felt a sore throat coming on. And while I was in Germany, it wasn't too bad. It just felt like a normal sore throat. So we get to the customer service area and, you know, the agent is really nice. She's trying to help us, but she can't get us on any direct flight from Germany to Florence. She keeps telling us that we can fly to Rome and then from Rome, we can fly to Florence or we can fly somewhere else. Um, And so while my husband's talking to the Lufthansa customer service rep, I'm on the phone trying to talk to somebody at um, United Airlines because it was their delay at Newark that put all of this in motion and caused all of this havoc that we're now trying to correct. In any case, United Airlines was a dub. I was really frustrated with them. I don't even know if I would ever fly with them again because it was a completely horrible experience. In any case, all the agent at the Lufthansa um, airline you know, could do for us was either put us on a, another flight that left that evening that we would have to connect somewhere else to go to Florence or... We could spend the night in Germany and they would put us up at a hotel and they would give us a voucher for dinner that night and for breakfast the following morning. And then we would leave the next day at 4.50, the same time we were supposed to originally leave um, and then get the flight to Florence. So at that point, You know, I was just so tired. I was so frustrated and I did not want to continue traveling with my kids that me and my husband decided we were just going to spend the night in Germany, allow ourselves to have a good meal and get a good night's sleep. And then we would just fly to Italy the next day, which was what we did. And in that moment, like when I was going through all of that simultaneously, I broke down. Like I just, I, 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 I didn't know what else to do. Um, like my spirit was just broken because I had planned as best as I could for a seamless journey. And no matter what I did, it didn't happen, right? Like life happens. And that was such an example for me that no matter how much we plan or how much we try, sometimes there are going to be things that happen that are beyond our control. But the only thing that we get to do is decide how we respond in those moments. 
And so I broke down. I was like in literal tears, boo-hooing, even to the agent, like, because I just wanted more than anything to be in Italy. But after I gathered myself, I thanked God for whatever blessing he was giving us in that moment. I thank God for protecting us from whatever it was that we could not see, but he knew was on the horizon, right? It could have been anything, anything, anything could have been wrong with the plane that we boarded, or it could have been once we arrived to Italy, um, the car that we got into could have, something could have happened. Like there's so many unexpected things, unknowns that we don't know that God is protecting us from that in that moment, after I broke down, I said, you know what, God, you know better than me. And I thank you in advance for whatever it is that you're protecting us from. Thank you for allowing us to have somewhere to sleep tonight, allowing us, you know, to fill our stomachs and to just get a good night's rest. And I was intentional about shifting everything that I thought was going wrong and looking at it as a blessing in disguise from God that I didn't know that I needed. And from that moment on, everything, not everything started to change, started to look up, but my outlook changed. And because my outlook changed, my kids felt better, my husband felt better, we ended up, um, I had to go claim my bag because they had checked it, but I picked up my luggage. We had, they had provided a shuttle for us to get to the hotel. We checked in, we get to the hotel. They put us up in a suite, a beautiful room, you know, and, and I was just grateful that we were able to have that experience. We checked in, we then went and we had dinner after dinner, we walked you know, we took a walk outside. We we walked, you know, the streets of Germany. We the kids actually were like racing down the street, and it turned out to be a great little break from what we had planned. Like visiting Germany has never been on my bucket list. It has never been a destination that I have said, "Oh yes, I want to go <laughs> visit Germany one day." And truth be told, I probably won't ever visit Germany, but this ordeal, this situation made it that I not only visited Germany, but I had some, I spent some time in Belgium. And then ultimately I got to Florence, right? The next day. But by the time I got to Florence, that sore throat that I had was on a 20, a scale of one to 10, it was on a 20. The lymph nodes in my neck were so swollen. My husband said I looked like I had no neck. I looked like a football player with just like shoulders and head um, because they were so swollen. And my throat hurt so bad that I could not swallow and I could not even speak. The, the, the mere thought of speaking, of saying one word hurt so much that I just couldn't. The pain was so bad that when we got to my hotel in Florence, um, I had asked the uh, the front desk clerk if there was like a nearby hospital, a nearby center that I could go to get checked out because I could. There was no way that I would have enjoyed my trip in Italy if I would have stayed in the pain that I was in when I got there. 
Now, the healthcare system in Italy, oh my God, what a blessing <laughs> it was. Because I think of all of the hoopla that we have to go through here in the States. I work in healthcare. I work in a hospital. I see it every day. It's a, a mess. It was not like that. In Italy, the front desk clerk ended up calling like their local urgent care place. Um, she immediately got on the phone with a doctor. I got to speak to the doctor. I got to explain my symptoms, what I was feeling. They took my name over the phone, my email address. They gave me like a number in a queue. And they said that when I got there to just give them that number and that I would be seen. The ambulatory, the urgent care center must have been, I don't know, five minutes from my hotel. So I sent my daughters with my sister, you know, my brother-in-law, they took them to have dinner and me and my husband went to the urgent care. We get there, there's only one person being seen before me. When it's my turn, I get examined. You know, the doctor says that she does see a lot of inflammation in my throat, but that she doesn't think it's bacteria because she didn't see any white pus in the back of my throat. I didn't have a fever. It was just the inflammation. So she prescribed me um, some pain medication to help with the pain. She told me take it every six hours, um, you know, and she says, if you don't start to feel better in a couple of days, then come back. I will tell you that those painkillers were life-saving. Now, I have never popped as many pills as I did during my time in Italy, but I was adamant about making sure that I had the best time on that trip and I was not going to let something like pain in my throat stop me. So I was popping them painkillers every couple of hours until the pain subsided and I was able to enjoy my meals and enjoy some drinks and talk with my family and really start to have a good time. You are tuned in to the Women of Faith podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. And that was what I did. I had an amazing, amazing time. Visiting Italy was life-changing for me. It allowed me to put my life in perspective and really think about how I am living my life here in New Jersey. I, like many of us, we spend so much time working, doing things, you know, just trying to make ends meet. We work to pay our bills, to pay our mortgage. And then if we are lucky, we spend maybe one week or two weeks out of the year enjoying our lives. And being in Germany, like, I mean, I'm being in Italy really showed me how to just enjoy life in the moment. We are so consumed by social media, by working, by paying attention to what other people are doing and comparing our lives to them, that we lose focus of our own lives and our own blessings and just how we can find joy 
in the simple moments, like in Italy, just sitting outside of the terrace in my room, enjoying a cup of coffee, talking with my husband or chatting with my kids, watching them play, you know, in the pool and enjoying the sunset or the breeze, you know, caress my hair. It was, it was, I don't know, it was really beautiful. And, you know, traveling to Italy has been on my bucket list. And I was so happy that I was able to not just have that experience for myself, but to also gift that experience to my children. And the trip was expensive, but I also realized that I am worthy of expensive gifts to myself and to my family because I work hard. Like I'm not saying that we're going to go into debt and not pay our bills to have these experiences, but with enough planning, we can indulge in the luxuries of life. And that is what I want to teach my children. Like, yeah, it's good to work hard, but you have to make sure that you're also enjoying the fruits of your labor because working just to pay bills is not a life. You don't want to work your entire life just to pay your mortgage, just to pay your cell phone bill, just to pay your debts, and then you wait until you're retired to start enjoying your life. I don't want that for me because by the time you're retired, you don't know if you're going to be well enough to travel or to enjoy the things that you say that you want to do. The only time that we have is now. So start living your life. Start doing the things that you want to do. Start planning for it. Stop making excuses. Stop putting it off. Do whatever it is that you need to do to live an abundant life now. Because life is short. And one thing I've learned and I've recognized is that God always provides. He always provides. You know, I just got back not too long, a couple of days ago. Um, you know, and yeah, this, it was an expensive trip. I planned for it. And could I have used that money to pay off some of my debt, my student loans? Absolutely. But you know what? I'm already paying those things off and I'm not going to take all of my money, all of my income to just pay off debt and not enjoy my life. But one of the prayers that I wrote in my journal this week was this prayer of financial freedom. And I was asking God, God, bless me, you know, with opportunities where I can earn more money. Bless me with opportunities where my debts can be forgiven, right? Just I'm putting all of these crazy requests out there because I serve a God of possible. What might seem impossible to me is possible for God. And let me tell you, I visited Vatican City when I was in Rome and just being in that holy space, being on the ground above where Peter, the disciple, St. Peter is buried was I mean, mind-blowing that I was sharing that same space. But I say all that to say that I serve a God who has no limits. He is a limitless God. So no request or no prayer is too big for him. So as I am putting this in my prayer journal, asking for opportunities where I can make more money, asking for my debts to be forgiven, Two days later, when I get back into the office, 
I have my one-on-one -on -one with my boss. I'm telling her about the trip to Italy. Um, and I'm getting ready to get, you know, leave her office. And, you know, she tells me that she submitted some paperwork for me um, for a promotion, a salary increase, and it got approved, right? Here is an answered prayer. Two days after that, I get an email from my student loan provider telling me that the Biden-Harris administration <laughs> has forgiven some of my student loans. I cannot make this stuff up. But this is the God that I serve. That when we put our prayers out there, when we're sincere about the things that we want and that we need, God answers the prayer. And so for me, I am committing to living a life full of abundance, knowing that I am worthy, knowing that I am deserving of all the luxury, of all the beauty that life has to offer, that I work hard and that I deserve it, and that there's nothing outside of my grasp or my reach, you know? And for me, as a woman in my mid-40s, I am just now starting to realize the power that I have. Listen, society will try to convince us that once we turn 40, that we're done, that we have no more life to live, that we have to throw in the towel, that we should just kind of crawl up in our beds and wait to die. But I will tell you that when I turned 40 was when I really started to live. And now at 46, I feel more empowered, more confident, more sure of myself than ever. I feel so alive. And that was what Italy gave to me. It rejuvenated me. It enlivened me. And it's almost like the two weeks that I spent overseas unlocked an unprecedented level of insight um, concerning my passions and my purpose and how I want to help other women over 40, regain a sense of vigor and enthusiasm in their life, regardless of what society tells women over 40. We don't have to throw in the towel. My vacation left me feeling revived, clear in my mission, and driven to show women over 40 that despite what the world may suggest, they can feel empowered, free, and brimming with vitality. I cannot tell you that when I returned home, my heart was so full of joy, so full of happiness. My soul was so at peace and I can't explain it, but it's like I fell in love with myself all over again in Italy because being there reminded me just how much I deserve to live an abundant life and to experience all the beauty that the world has to offer. And it's something that I believe we all deserve. It reminded me of my worth and that I am deserving of a beautiful life. 
and that there's so much beauty to discover in the world. And whether it's in other countries, whether it's in our own hometown, that we should passionately and intentionally seek out new experiences and things that are going to make us happy and bring joy to our lives. Because the world is so much bigger than our homes and we are meant to do more than just work. We have to give ourselves permission to experience as much of the world as we can while we can. You know, one night when I was in Florence, um, the room that I was in was absolutely beautiful. First of all, the hotel that I stayed at in Florence was a small boutique hotel and it was perfect because they really cater to your every need. I mean, I told you the hotel clerk got on the phone, called the doctor for me, scheduled my taxi, all of that. When I got back, she had hot tea waiting for me. She was amazing. Bernadette at Arte Boutique in Florence. If you ever find yourself in Florence, this is the hotel you need to stay at. The rooms are beautiful and it is close to everything. And I say all that to say that my room had the most beautiful view of the Duomo. And that's there, like the big cathedral there. And I think I posted about it in my stories. Um, but I'm looking out the window of my hotel one night and the, the sky is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it is black. It's, it's dark and velvety and it's like clear. It's the clearest night sky that I have ever witnessed with my eyes. And so as I was staring out the window... And just looking outside and looking at the sky, I got so overwhelmed by the thought that that same sky is the same sky that hangs over my home here in New Jersey, right? It's the same sky all across the world, whether we're in New Jersey, whether we're in Italy, whether we're in Germany, in Asia, the sky is the sky, that is how expansive God's beauty is. And so it was in that moment that I realized I want to live my life that expansive, that limitless, that I don't ever want to place a ceiling on my dreams, on my vision, on what I can do, on what I'm capable of, on nothing because if the same God that created that sky created me, what more can I do with the gifts and talents and heart that the Lord has given me? I mean, it was the, the trip. I have so many revelations from the trip that I can talk about it for hours but I guess the, the greatest lesson or the, the, what I can leave to you is that I don't want you to limit yourself in anything that you do. And I know that society tries to place limits on us. Even our own families try to place limits on us, our friends. But you have to, you have to expand your own vision of yourself. 
Because even if other people can't see it for you, you have a duty and a responsibility to see it for yourself because God is good. God is great. God does not create junk. God does not waste anything on anybody. You are not wasted space. Your life is intentional. You were placed on this earth with a specific purpose to carry out specific work, to do specific things, and to enjoy all of God's creations. And so I want you to commit to living a life of fullness and to stop limiting yourself. All too often, life becomes a whirlwind of obligations and expectations. We start living to you know, to, to pay off our obligations or we live based on the expectations of other people. And in reality, we have to live life for ourselves. It is so easy to get caught up in the monotony of life and forget that life should also be savored and enjoyed. You have to enjoy your life. So whatever you do, Start practicing abundance in your life, even if that's in small ways, right? Abundance might look like splurging on that big cup of coffee at Starbucks, right? Or abundance, abundance might look like treating yourself to a spa day once a month. But start to incorporate small moments of abundance in your life because the more you incorporate them, the more you're going to start to experience them because God will give you that which you are seeking. Start believing that the world is your oyster. Start believing that as you spend money, you're making room for more money to come to you, right? We have we live with this scarcity mindset, believing that we have to hoard all of our money so we never spend it. But when you hoard, you're not making space to get more of it. Money is a resource, is a tool. Don't allow yourself to become so uh, consumed by it that you never allow yourself to spend it. You never allow yourself to enjoy it. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. Enjoy the money you earn from the work that you do and start to live and embrace the moment. You deserve it. We all do. So this podcast went on a little longer than I expected. I actually wanted to also share some faithful parenting tips as part of my faithful parenting segment. Um, But I think I'm going to leave that for next week and just end this podcast, um, you know, on this note. Enjoy your life. You only get one. Don't just dream of going on that long-awaited vacation. Actually plan it and do it. Take yourself out on a fancy dinner date. Splurge on those new shoes you've had your eye on. Do whatever you need to do to give yourself the gift of a life that is full and brimming with moments of pleasure because you deserve it. A fulfilling life awaits. 
give yourself permission to revel in it and allow yourself to fully immerse yourself in all life has to offer. Even life's unexpected turns, learn how to embrace the unexpected and just savor every moment of it. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. Let's inspire each other, lift one another up, and create a world where women of faith fearlessly and boldly pursue the life they were created for. Until our next episode, may your faith fuel your passion and your courage open doors of limitless possibilities. Stay boldly faithful and remember that you were created for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do and that you never forget that you were created for more.